This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, we are talking about leaving a powerful leadership legacy. And the real question is, how will you leave things in your organization when you are no longer there? And kind of in the spirit of Stephen Covey, when he said, begin with the end in mind, what I would say to you is this, it is never too early to start thinking about the legacy that you are leaving. For one thing, every action and every step that you're taking today is creating that legacy. So if you wait until the last minute, you may leave something different than what you really wanted to leave or what you intended. So kind of like keeping a Girl Scout and Boy Scout principle in mind, we want to leave a place better than we found it. Now, since most of my clients are senior leaders, they are actually thinking about legacy. However, some of them are on that fast-moving hamster wheel, and they have a hard time taking time to really give it the energy it needs to think through the legacy pieces. So I want to just share a couple of um, aspects about this that may be helpful to you as you think about the powerful leadership legacy that you might leave. So there are three areas that I think are important to at least think about. Number one is choosing who you are as a leader, how you are leading, and what impact that has on others. So for example, in my own personal case, as I think about working with my clients, there are at least three things that I am certain they would share with you about how I work with them. Number one is they would see me as a person who brings a sense of vision and inspiration about what is possible. So that's one way I'm leading. I'm bringing vision, inspiration, and this possibility thinking. Number two, they know that I'm going to build on their strengths and to approach whatever the issue is from a positive perspective. And then thirdly, they know that I'm going to prepare them and help them prepare for real life scenarios by practicing those situations in advance. So these three pieces are actually hallmarks of how I lead with my clients. And so I want you to think about what are the kind of hallmarks, defining features of how you show up at work that you want people to be able to articulate about you when they think about you as a leader? Number two, it's about creating a sustainable culture. And when I think about a sustainable culture, there's several components to that. One, that culture is one that's feedback rich because we know that feedback is really that food 
that people need every day. They need feedback about what's going well so they can continue making that happen. And they also need feedback about anything that's causing an issue, causing a problem, or that needs to be changed so that that can be shifted and better results can be dialed in. And then secondly, in the sustainable culture, you want a learning focus, a focus where people are invited every day to learn something new and to learn something different and put that into operation. And then the third piece of sustainable culture would be collaborating and co-creating together. In other words, it's an organization because you have more than one person. And if you have more than one person, you want to have the benefit of multiple people through collaboration and co-creation. Otherwise, I could just be in the company by myself and just do my own thing. But I have my partners and others there because when we collaborate and co-create together, we're creating a more sustainable culture for the future. So you want to think about, number one, who you are as a leader and what characterizes your leadership. Number two, what characterizes sustainable culture, how you can build that in, feedback-rich, learning focus collaboration, co-creation, and whatever else you might want to dial in. And then thirdly, you want to be developing other people. And as we've talked about in other podcasts before, developing individuals and also developing teams. And we'll speak a little bit more about that in the future. However, each person who's in your organization, they need to learn and grow as a result of being there. And your teams also have to be launched and developed. So you want to think about what does that look like and what legacy are you going to leave on those fronts? Now, the bottom line is that you are actually in a relay of sorts. And it's going to be your job at some point to pass that baton on to the next person because you're not going to be around forever. So if you think about passing the baton or if you think about, let's say, even if you are turning over the keys to this house that you've lived in for a long time to the next owner, the new owners, what condition do you want that house to be in when you turn the keys over? hopefully you're not handing them a big, huge mess. So there are a couple of things to think about in that passing the baton or handing the keys over. And I want to mention what those few things are. So number one, you want to think about what is it in this house that needs to be fixed? What is it that needs to be repaired so that you can begin fixing and repairing those things before you're giving the house to the next owner? Number two, what are some of the things that need to be built? Maybe it doesn't exist yet. Maybe you're adding on a sunroom to the house. Maybe you are adding an additional guest bathroom. I mean, there's something you're building into the infrastructure of your business and your organization that doesn't exist today. However, it's going to be important for the future and the opportunities of the future. So that's number two. And then number three, Who needs to be recruited to be a part of this effort and who might need to be weeded out? So often I see leaders passing the baton or passing the keys on and they've left someone in the organization who's very destructive and who's very problematic. And now the new person coming on board has got to deal with someone who probably 
should have been downsized out of the organization maybe years ago. So you don't want to leave unnecessary messes for people. So just in review, number one, you want to identify what needs to be fixed and repaired so you can begin working on that. Number two, what needs to be be built so you could be building. Who needs to be recruited for that future, bringing those people in, and who needs to be weeded out, getting rid of that riffraff, so to speak, so that the person coming in has got a good team with whom to work. Now, even though you are passing this house on in good condition, so to speak, and with some of these aspects thought about and implemented, it doesn't mean that you are fixing everything that needs to be fixed. There are some items that you are leaving for the next person to do, and you want to be able to articulate what that is. So what are you leaving for them to work on? Does the roof need to be fixed? And maybe they need to add a roof. Do they need to finish the basement? There's something you're leaving for them to do. And keep in mind, you want them to have also a next step leadership agenda. So everything doesn't have to be already done. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Because if it did, you'd never be able to leave. So it's okay to leave something. But be intentional about what you're doing and what you're leaving as your leadership legacy. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan, for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening, and remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.